Good morning. Welcome to MT for, uh, the MT for Christ 24-7 podcast. This is uh, MT Clark, and this is Bible Study with the Sincatis. And we're joined today with Arthur and Susanna Sincati and my wife, Tammy Lynn Clark. Yay. And, um, welcome, everyone, and uh, happy Mother's Day. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Wow, you start us off with a happy Mother's Day um, judgment? Yeah, boy, don't wow. I wish this was uh, not, this is not a Mother's Day message. Uh, Apparently not, my take, goodness. <clears throat> take what yeah, today's, yeah, today's topic is judgment, and we've done judgment before. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, what I'm going to put it down on the blog post or, you know, when I, when I go to upload it, but we'll figure it out, uh, put judgment part two or more judgment or watch more out for that, watch out for that judgment or whatever. Yeah. Did we do judgment or yeah, I yeah. saw it it's, on the computer and I didn't, I didn't, I, I should have checked the date on, on, on that. Um, this is new material, so it's not, it, it right. Not yeah. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> So to speak, but uh, I, I I looked at that um, teaching, and to tell you the truth, um, it was rather incomplete. So, right, we got, we got more stuff, more judgment. Um, well, that's the that's the thing about um, the Word of God is it's deep, yeah. and um, you know our studies just you know are are, are deep too but usually we right. we can only skim the surface of uh yeah. wisdom and there's always more to get from the word of god so i always find that sometimes i read a verse and i'm like god did you just put that in the bible because i don't remember that or or uh-huh. you know, wow, i really thought of it that way or you know it's like yeah. um back when we had the um the um teen challenge people come in and um uh, their uh, pastor was preaching on the um, <clears throat> the miracle, the two miracles of Jairus's Jer- daughter and the woman with the issue of blood. And I never really, he put it together. Jairus's daughter was 12 and the woman who had the issue of blood had suffered for 12 years. Wow. And, you know, I was like, that's significant. That's very significant. Of course, God mm. never puts anything in there that's not, but wow. So, you know, just never seen it. We're just never engaging, seen it in my mind, I guess. We're engaging a lot of that with just reading through the Bible in a year this, this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so indeed, these subjects are not exhaustible. I, I generally preface by saying that such and such or whatever we're lighting on on any given day is not an exhaustive study. Mm. Um, and that would be invidious task to think that, <laughs> you could do that. covered it all covered yeah, it all covered in that all. yeah not so much no but i don't think indeed so. i i'll i'll explain my thinking uh but let's pray first uh father mm-hmm. we're so grateful once again to be here lord god in your presence uh under uh the shadow of your wing and under your tutelage and being led and guided by your holy spirit we're grateful for these things, Lord, that you haven't uh, cut us loose in the universe uh, to uh, wander around and try to figure things out on, on our own. Uh, but we are searching after you this morning, Lord God, we desire and long to hear your voice because uh, that's <clears throat> the voice that has uh, created the universe and mm. life into us and sustains us and brings us hope and joy and all the good things of life. We 
praise you and thank you for your presence here. Ask your blessing over our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So um, as an opening verse, Jesus said, "In uh, yet, if I do judge, my judgment is true. For I, do, I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. So uh, Jesus is the, is the righteous judge. And judgment is a rich uh, subject matter. As uh, Marcus pointed out, we've, we've done a piece on judgment already. Yeah, and- I just researched it. It looks like we did it back on August, August uh, 22nd of 2021. 20, so oh. anyone wants to check out our previous study on the podcast, uh, just search judgment good, yeah. and you'll be able to hear what we talked about the yeah. last time. Every year you should do a piece on judgment. <laughs> and so, yeah, just to keep yourself in check, you know. Just keep yourself in check. Um, in truth, <clears throat> we've been talking about revival, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I uh, had done two. We've done two sessions on on revival. Uh, if anyone will remember last week, I really felt as though we had to temper. Uh, our discussion about about revival, as, as if to say and as if to ensure that we we don't search after we don't seek after revival. We seek after Christ. Mm-hmm. We're uh, searching after God Himself and mm-hmm. His voice and His Holy Spirit. And these <clears throat> outward uh, the the ways that we engage God uh, can vary, uh, but. Uh, uh, we don't we don't build a camp there. We don't live on the mountaintop or in the valley for that matter. Mm, you know, right, the molly grubs. We, yeah, we, we don't build, build a camp there and say, well, well, this <clears> is <throat> it because we're not um, uh, trying to bring recreate heaven on earth because this earth is temporal and it's going to burn up. It's just mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, quick to point yeah. out on the drive here this morning. Yeah, yeah oh, we it's were, all going to burn. We were driving right. by and saw. Um, these new solar farms everybody's putting up solar farms. oh yeah it's big here in columbia county and uh, i just looked at it and said well you know that'll last for about what <laughs> seven ten years and then it'll be obsolete and we'll have these giant fields full of metal and things and i said mm. well i guess it really doesn't matter because it's all gonna burn up anyway <laughs> yeah all right you know it's true. It's it's a difficult reality to face. I remember thinking of that as a kid. You you know how is all the the magnificence and greatness of man just going to just going to burn up? Uh, but we're like the flower of the grass, right? And I, I mean that's been shown through history, right? And it's yeah. Ozymandias, right? I the, just uh, Ozymandias. That 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 the, you know his look at my great works and tremble or something like that i forget the exact quote mighty and despair and despair yeah broken down and of no of no use and no worth at all and and i i love the way you know this has already started to develop i mean um you know in terms of revival you know that's like a in the moment right it was like this shining moment right and um, we don't stay in the moment. Um, right. You know, we follow the upward call of Christ and and keep moving forward. You know, we don't dwell too much on the past. We don't look too far ahead. We yeah. keep going. But when we consider judgment, we do have to, you know, um, know that uh, Christ will return. And when he does, there'll be a great judgment. And, um, you know, it's a very serious matter, you know. It is a very serious matter. And so, again, 
I uh, humbly apologize for being a little gloomy on a, on a beautiful Mother's Day, uh, but we'll draw some positive uh, out, of, out of the study. Mm-hmm. So revival uh, loosely defined is an outpouring of God's Holy Spirit in, in space and time. Uh, R.C. Sproul put it this way uh, this week on, on his program, he says God is both transcendent and imminent at the same time. Mm. He had a cute story associated with that, but he mm. is both transcendent and imminent at the same time. One example of that is the burning bush, right? Mm-hmm. God manifest himself in, in, in a bush that was burning and yet not consumed, but that didn't mean for one nanosecond that he suddenly was not omnipresent everywhere in, in, in the universe all at the same time. So how is that possible? You know, great. If anybody wants to explain that to me, it, please send letters to <laughs> such a, you know, right. Uh, 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 it's a mystery and it's okay to have mystery in God. It's definitely okay. To, if we didn't have mystery in God. We would be God. And that would be far more problematic than what we're facing right now. Right. And, and another example of that is, is the, the proof, uh, the proof, text for uh the trinity uh is the baptism of jesus uh the son of god is is there um the holy spirit comes like a dove and you hear the voice of the father in heaven all happening at that one moment and um you know uh, wait you know uh, wait a second they're all here together um and the good thing about Moses is that he didn't set up the uh, the Church of the Burning Bush, uh, you know, <laughs> to try to start start revival. It was a holy place. Everyone, take your shoes off. Make sure you um, take your shoes off. This is where we're gonna off. come in and worship the bush, uh, <laughs> where all the magic happened, that burning fire, right. and we'll have bonfires every week. You know, um, <laughs> that's a great that's a great point. Um, as so as as much as we try to figure out and conjure up and imitate or just outright fake uh, this, the manifestation. Uh, the truth is that it's a sovereign act of God for his glory and, and purpose. Uh, again, as to reiterate from last week, it's, it's not for our uh, uh, personal entertainment. Uh, it see, may seem that way at times because it's, it's very exciting and can be very festive and very gripping and you're drawn to, to all those aspects and elements of life, um, even in the natural, but uh, God's doing a, a sovereign work, and and revival is a is a strategic outpouring of the Holy Spirit for a particular time to bring a, a particular people to a particular place, mm-hmm. uh, right. and uh, that's what He's doing to accomplish His His overarching will for mankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's preparing Himself a bride. Uh, He's determined to uh, dwell among us and be mm-hmm. our God, and we may, that we may be his people. Mm-hmm. So this is the determined outcome and desire of God's heart, um, and how he uh, uh, brings this about uh, takes on various forms as we mm-hmm. look through uh, both church history and biblical history. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes okay. on various forms. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, and- it brings up that we've been reading through the Bible, and we've been reading now into the Judges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know it talks about they they then the land rested for forty years and then the Israelites did what was right in their own eyes and they rebelled against God and it, then he had to raise up another they cried out to God and he raised up raises up a judge and a, a deliverer mm. 
And, you know, it's funny because I opened my Bible to Hosea and Hosea is a very strange book mm -hmm. in the Old Testament oh. because it, <laughs> well, I find it kind of strange <laughs> because God is upset with Israel at this point. And he says to his prophet, he says, go take for yourself a wife of harlotry mm. and of the children of harlotry for the land has committed a great harlotry and departed from the Lord. So he's been told to go and take a prostitute as a wife. Mm -hmm. And she's not faithful. And God says, you know, this is what's happened with my people. Right. Mm. And later he says, for Israel is stubborn, like a stubborn calf. Now the Lord will make a forge like a lamb, make them forage like a lamb on open country. And Ephraim has joined to idols. Let him alone and let him drink the rebellion. They committed a holler tree. Mm. Holler tree continually. Their rulers have lovely, loved dishonor. Right. And God is, is going to judge that. And he's going to judge right. us. He's going to judge those things. But in the end, he shows mercy. Right. He tells Jose, he says, when she departs from him, he says, go get her. Yeah. yeah. Bring her back. Right. Mm. So there is a, there's, there is judgment, but in the end, sure. there's mercy. And that's, <laughs> I, I, I certainly intend to temper our discussion about mm -hmm. uh, judgment with that extension of mercy and mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. once again we should be quick to point out that nobody's running out and uh, planting the first church of har harlotry right oh, no, you know, right. We, don't build, we don't build a church around that oh well jose right. did it and I, I guess we we should all do it um and uh adultery is was um big and is big on on god's uh um calendar and his economy right it is a type of our rejection of, of him mm -hmm. you know right and i mean one, have, you have one love mm -hmm. and if you're determined to just have that distracted uh mind to be running after uh new uh entertainments or new uh, mm -hmm. uh lovers all the time you, you know we'll we'll treat god the same way and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that that's you know he's a jealous god that's not acceptable in his economy right. You know, I, uh, you know, this, the, the idea of revival and judgment go hand in hand. Uh, the reason why we have to revive is because we want to be right with the Lord. And it really points to relationship yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, it points to, you know, the, the, a mature relationship that's based on truth. Um, you know, today is Mother's Day and um, I love stories and I have one uh, regarding, you know, so God's the father. Okay. And this is now no disrespect to the father. Uh, <laughs> if I speaking about my mother on mother's day. Um, but um, you know, my mom is great. She was, uh, you know, very loving. Um, she would Did take us to movies. She would take, she does well, uh, she reads the blog occasionally and I'm surprised okay. by it and <laughs> judged for it. Uh <laughs> Um, but, um, you know, she was a lot of fun for me and my brothers and she would take us to the movies and do all kinds of nice things for us, uh, birthday parties and everything like that. And, um, you know, but my mom wasn't all about birthday parties. Um, you know, she didn't just do what I, you know, Hey mom, throw me a party, you know, that thus the revival, right. Um, yeah. there was other times and occasionally we would step across the line of, uh, my mom's good humor um, the example I'm thinking of is one time she graciously gave us gifts of water, water pistols and her sons, her sons graciously paid her back for a gift by the misuse of the gift. 
Yeah. And by squirting. Oh, there were four boys in the in the club. Yeah, there's four boys. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> that's called that's called a crossfire. Oh yeah. Um, and uh so her her four boys um misused the gift of the water pistols on and turned them on in her mother. And um the fun loving mother uh showed her wrath with uh, <laughs> with a hammer. And luckily she didn't turn it on us, but we, she did destroy our gift. Uh, um, so if you want, you know, revival, <laughs> gifts and judgment <laughs> on Mother's Day. And it was well, and there was love in that, that you're not going to act like, disrespect the mother. Yeah. Um, there's love that the gift was given and she didn't disown us um, when we repented. Um, so uh, for, for Mother's Day, a picture of love <laughs> um, and in judgment. judgment. <laughs> <laughs> so, love, sin and judgment uh, in the family on Mother's Day. So yeah. I just well, thought I'd share. That's a, that actually is a really wonderful story, but it made me laugh because I remember when um, my sister and I were, before I met Arthur, and she and I were raising our two boys, and we did the same thing, We but we gave them the super soakers. Mm -hmm. However, we had put aside super soakers for ourselves, mm -hmm. and we were prepared for six-year-old boys with yeah, super soakers, and... Um, <laughs> They were a little surprised when we came around the corner of the uh, in the backyard, yeah, and proceeded to soak them. Uh -huh. So it was it was a lot of fun. So you know, <clears throat> we could all use different stories about our moms, and I'm sure mm -hmm. we all have them. But yeah, uh, uh, well, uh, just to didn't mean to derail the study there. I, I want to point out that when when we find ourselves. Uh, inappropriately using water soakers and mm -hmm. uh, either in personal, social, or ecclesiastical state of apostasy, we hope for revival. Okay. That's mm -hmm. the, you know, that's the good, that that's the, the good gift. We, mm -hmm. we want to play in the, uh, you know, backyard of, of revival and uh, have uh, the joy of the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and that God would, would swoop in and re and reveal himself in such a powerful way that it genuinely grips our hearts. That's you know, another expression of of what a revival is is like. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he also has another method <laughs> when we find ourselves in, you know, uh, personal, social, or ecclesiastical apostasy. Um, he has another way of of dealing with that. And so that's what we're going to examine today. In, in, in essence, I think uh, um, we see evidence in scripture that when uh, a person or a people group drifts so far from the ways of uh, godliness that God, compel, uh, that God is, is compelled to exercise his justice in, in the form of, of a te temporary uh, judgment mm -hmm. uh, or consequences. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, I'm... My intent here is is to demonstrate that uh, that uh, judgment is is actually kind of like um, the opposite of, of revival, or we have these two uh, uh, pieces in tension. I would think pieces in tension that we, we could anticipate either one from from God's hand, and so uh, always both with the intent that we would repent. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. always the desire of God's heart that we would that we would repent, that we would um, um, 
the light bulb would go on or suddenly uh, understand the, the error of, of our ways and, and how they are um, uh, stirring you know, consequences in, in our lives and the lives of people around us, uh, ugly consequences, and, and turn from our wicked ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, yeah. what is judgment uh, anyway? It's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a word that's kind of uh, pregnant with, with meaning. Uh, the Hebrew word is safet, means uh, a sentence, infliction in the, uh, or of, of infliction in the above verse, uh, uh, the verse from John 8, 16. Uh, the Greek word is krisis, which means decision, subjectively or objectively, for or against, by extension, a tribunal, by implication, justice, especially divine law, uh, accusation, condemnation, damnation, and judgment. In our common vernacular, we think of it as a, as a decision based on uh, reliable evidence in legal matters or in everyday life. You know, when I, when I go to the supermarket, I have to make a judgment about which toothpaste to buy. You know, I, I, I look at the, uh, the, the menu. Uh, <laughs> I, um, all the advertisements are echoing in my brain and uh, we essentially buy the one that we always bought, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, that we, we're making a judgment. Judgment has become an ugly word in, in the church in the sense that, you know, people are running around saying, well, don't, don't judge me. me, don't judge me, and saying, you know, invoking Matthew 7, mm. where it, it says, uh, you know, judge not, least you be judged by the same measure. We forget that there's a qualification on that verse. It, yeah. it doesn't. It, it doesn't completely say judge not. It just says judge not, least you be judged by the same measure. So should you judge, you'd best be judging in in righteous fashion, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. because uh, uh, there are actually um, as many verses in the Bible that encourage us to judge that that say don't judge. Mm -hmm. uh, we remember uh, Paul in his letter to the Corinthians. Uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 5, 3 says, um, I've already judged this matter. So mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, Paul, uh, a, a righteous judge, looking at a situation, uh, you know, we don't allow the, the pedophiles to uh, teach Sunday school class in church. That's a judgment. Uh, yeah, that's a good right judgment. And, and prudent and wise judgment. Yeah. So, uh, and and Mark was uh, writ, wrote on his blog something about counseling today. You know, sure, where, sure. And, and, you know about or last week, Saturday, yesterday, I think it was, where wisdom yeah. is involved. So mm. we uh, and and defining what wisdom is, and and we we need to apply wisdom in our judgments because a lot of life is coming at us in real time, and we mm -hmm. have to make. Yeah, so. yeah. I agree. I think that um, there's a difference between, you know, someone judging you, uh, making a criticism of you, making a, something that's negative about saying something negative about you because maybe the clothes you wear or the your yeah. hairstyle or or the car you drive, you know, all those ridiculous superficial things. But I do think that there is a there we do have to have discernment. I think when mm. you were talking about other words for judgment, I think of discernment. Yeah. And Mark, that takes on the the, the face of wisdom. Would mm -hmm. you not agree? Yeah. Um, 
uh, I was just scrambling. I'm like, uh, I want to grab the uh, teaching from, uh, I believe it's Victor over the darkness where we, we, we are not to judge someone else's character, but we can judge their thoughts. Well, no, we can't judge their thoughts. Sorry about that. Um, We can judge their actions and the words. Um, And, and so we would say uh, to Arthur, Arthur, why did you say that? That's not true. I would not call Arthur a liar. Um, the, the liar, you know, was labeling him a liar um, yep. as the judgment. Whereas uh, me pointing out his behavior is trying to reestablish relationship um, yeah. to, um, you know, um, you know, bring him to um, change his way, uh, not sure. condemning him as a person who's irredeemable as a liar. Yeah, that's um, very, that's very, that's very well good. said. So, and that's sinner, you know. I, you know, if you fell into uh, stealing things, um, you know, you can do what is right by making restitution um, or returning what you've taken, um, and you don't have to be labeled a thief per se right. for the rest of your life. You know, right. so because that that filters over to identity. Yeah, exactly. As a thief or a liar you're making a declaration of identity and that's lying against the word of God because we know mm-hmm. that our identity is in Christ. Right. I am the righteousness of, of God in Christ Jesus. So mm-hmm. I don't have a, 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 you know, a dual <laughs> identity or a, or a identity crisis, or at least I shouldn't. Most, right. of, the church, most of the culture is walking in an abject identity, identity sense of identity right. crisis. Mm-hmm. But we in the church shouldn't be. Our, our sense of identity should be settled uh, in, in our hearts, and, and we should walk in that. But it's, uh, we should be also walking in that means justifying who, who we are through our actions. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. our actions don't line up, those actions can and should be called out. Right. And, and yeah. I, think, I think when you're in a church that has good leadership, that is you know, coming under the authority of God, that make the Bible their truth, the word of God, their truth, then they can make those discerning judgments as far as who teaches Sunday school, or would you put someone who uh, has had the actions of being of theft, would you put them in charge of the um, taking up the offering and counting the money? Possibly not, Um, you know, those kinds of things. So you have, you know, we have to, we have to recognize that. And even at the end of Hosea, it just says, Oh, Israel, return to the Lord, your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity, but take up your words and return to the Lord. For he says, take up, take away all their iniquity and receive us graciously. Mm-hmm. And that's what God does, does with salvation. We come under his judgment. We find out what we behaviors we have done wrong. Like you said, Mark. And then we find our true identity, as Arthur says, in Jesus and in God the Father. And the Holy Spirit comes back and he graciously receives us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a pattern. And I think we've been following those patterns for quite some time through the studies recently. Yes, yeah. indeed. So when God executes judgment, he, he, he actually makes a decision to impose consequences to bring about alteration in trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the people are just going down... Uh, a certain path uh, uh, that is just so far off the path that something uh, monumental needs to be done. Uh, God's not, you know, uh, 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 afraid to do what's necessary to draw his, his, 
people back unto himself. Pastor Finn used to say, people don't change because they see the light. We change because we feel the heat. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a far more compelling. <laughs> um, yeah, the, um, the, there's another uh, saying in regards to that. It's like we, um, in counseling, uh, you know, we never change from a, a, a state of comfort. We always change when we're uncomfortable or, right, or, right, or we're hurting right. or whatever. Um, then right. they change because otherwise we might just, you know, muddle yeah. through. That's not so bad. Uh, <laughs> but, but when there's, there's pain, uh, then you want to change it. And um, the trajectory makes me think of our pastor's uh, message last week. He's on a series talking about walking with God, um, you know, and um, he made the analogy of, you know, if you're going north on, on I-87, you're not going to end up in Hawaii. Um, you're going to, you're going to end up in, you're going to end up in Canada. Um, you know, that um, the road we take, you know, um, leads us, you know, it's not too big a surprise which way you're going and uh, exactly. they're, they're heading in the wrong direction. You have to change that, you know, your, your alteration and trajectory. Yeah. Well, from, like a, from a funny point of view, it makes me think of the Bugs Bunny cartoon where he yeah, pops yeah. up and he says, oh, I shouldn't, shouldn't have taken a turn in Albuquerque. Should have taken a right in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I use this example with a young man I was talking with this week uh, dating myself, thinking, remembering back to the, um, uh, to the lunar, the Apollo uh, missions and, and, and the trips to, to the moon. Mm -hmm. And you, you may remember that, that, uh, uh, space capsule had, had small, um, uh, booster rockets on, mm -hmm. on the sides of it. And so trying to hit a mark that was, so many hundreds of thousands of miles away, it was was tedious, especially in 1969. <laughs> oh, yeah. Easy as as it looks, and and so as they got off trajectory for their target, they would just briefly fire up these booster rockets that mm -hmm. would put them on uh, back on trajectory. Yeah. Uh, so that's and and we should constantly be doing that in God's word on right. a daily basis, firing those booster rockets to get us back on trajectory. But if mm -hmm. something monumental happened where the capsule was, you know, caught in a, a asteroid storm or a, and completely turned around and they didn't know where they were, they'd have to do something pretty dramatic to get back on trajectory. Yeah. Uh, and and this is what I think, uh, and we're going to look at some examples of of, uh, of judgment uh, in the scripture. In Genesis three, of course, we know that uh, man's uh, uh, bliss in the garden was was short lived, mm. and uh, and God judges sin, but He extends mercy by making a covering and and reaching out to man uh, to man, saying to Adam. Uh, where are you? Mm -hmm. uh, so God takes the initiative. And even though he, he uh, executes judgment uh, by saying uh, certain things, uh, by the, the, the ground is now cursed, and, and by the sweat of your brow that you will, you will eat of it. Mm -hmm. and, and women, in, in, in childbirth, you will uh, travail. You'll suffer tra you'll travail, you'll suffer pain, and your desire will be after your husband. So these are, these are, are consequences for uh, their sins. But at, at the same time, we already we're already seeing the glimpse and, and the hope and the and the mm -hmm. and 
snapshot, the picture of, of redemption. Right, and we're already seeing God extending his hand of, of grace and mercy at the same time. Right. Verse 21 in chapter 3 says, also for Adam and his wife, God, Lord God made tunics of skin yeah. and clothed them, which means he killed an animal. Right. Yeah. There is yeah. a blood sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. The shedding of blood to cover their their sin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was was that was that first foreshadowing of what was going to happen? You know, as we saw on Resurrection Sunday, yeah. that the the blood of Christ would be shed for yeah. our covering. Right. Um, God said to Adam, in, "In the day that you eat of the of the fruit, you will surely die." Mm. Uh, well, he didn't die. Uh, we understand that he died spiritually in a sense, but he didn't die. But an animal did. So, yeah. He, he, he picked up he picked up the substitute, and mm. and that animal most most certainly did die. And so God, at the same time executing judgment, also uh, brought in uh, mercy and compassion. In mm. Genesis uh, uh, six to uh, six chapters six to nine, of course, mm -hmm. uh, the account of Noah. And, and God judges mankind, but rescues Noah and his household, uh, uh, deeming him as a, as a righteous man. He uh, reaches out once again uh, and establishes a, a remnant, leaves a remnant for himself and, and extends that, you know, the branch of, of grace and mercy to, uh, to Noah. And uh, the, the situation here is that you know, mankind had just... Uh, downward spiraled into sub, such abject depravity mm -hmm. that there was really, you know, you know we, we can't in, in, and don't indict God for him executing judgment in exactly. the ways that he does. Uh, as Susanna says, we're reading through the Old Testament, you know, and we've come through, uh, uh, we just came through Joshua, right? You know, it's pretty gory. Um, but these these nations that God judges, uh, the Amalekites and the Hivites and the Hittites, and they were deeply steeped in pagan, horrible, pagan, worship. horrible worship that, you know, we, I, I don't even think we fully comprehend what, what yeah. was going on there, except for the, except for the ways that our culture is, is dabbling in, in, in similar uh, mm -hmm. practices. So um, if we look further in Exodus, uh, God judges Egypt by making a mockery of their pagan gods. Every, right, uh, every miracle that Moses uh, did before Pharaoh was uh, a judgment and an, an indictment of, of their gods. Uh, and he rescues Israel from, from their oppression in, right. in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1 Samuel you know, 28, 18, God rebukes uh, that number can't be right. God rebukes King Saul because uh, you, he did not obey the voice of the Lord, nor execute his uh, fierce wrath upon Amalek. That is correct. Twenty-eight, eighteen. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord. Oh yeah. Okay. Nor execute his fierce wrath upon the Amalekite or Amalek. Therefore, the Lord has done this thing uh, to you this day. Moreover, yeah. the, the Lord will also deliver Israel into the hands of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. And Lord shall also deliver the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Yeah. And then right. Saul immediately fell on his face and was like, oh, no, what have I done? Mm. Yeah. So uh, and we know Saul um, uh, tries to repent, but his, you know, his repentance was typically 
to save face. Well, and yeah. you look back to see what was his great sin. Well, he went and sought because Samuel had died. Yeah. And he went and sought a, a, a medium. Yeah. Yeah. He went to seek yeah. spiritualism, which is of the devil. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, um, he was he was done. His goose was cooked long before that. Yeah, uh, yes. and as as twenty eight eighteen points out, uh, I mean, right there and then he loses the kingdom um, right. because he disobeys and he and he plays priest, um, a role that's not his. So you know, yeah. as much as we can be, and I mean, we look at the Exodus and we see this great move of God to save this remnant. Um, but then we see a judgment in 40 years in the desert and right. two men of the originals uh, walk into the province men Two, right. Only um, two. you know, mm -hmm. if we think about these judgments of God, um, we, we understand this holiness and the fact that he's not really concerned with numbers um, that he will make a way. And that narrow path, uh, right. you know, might that narrow road that leads to salvation might be single file. Um, More narrow than we think. Yeah. yeah, indeed. So, and, and that's, and this is the way in which I, I really want to temper our discussions and bring a, a kind of full uh, rounded uh, understanding of, of uh, God's uh, interaction with, with mankind, how he's not, he's not winking at sin. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and we, we don't take um, forgiveness and mercy lightly. Right. It, at all and it's not that he just uh, a, 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 a daughter what is it daughtering Do doting doting old doting, man uh, right like, he's oh, gonna wink at your sin right kids, oh, it's okay it's okay kids you know yeah, you had a bad day i we i understand because i'm god and i understand mm -hmm. everything right no i mean paul puts the language that when we then when we, um, you know, or leave a licentious lifestyle or, or whatever in sin that we're really, you know, that's all those, all those, um, you know, descriptions of a life of the flesh are, are, are descriptions of who we were before we came to Christ. And, yes. and he points out, you know, the, one of the, you know, the, one of those verses that put me on the road to recovery was, you know, the fact that they said, you know, uh, uh, you know, drunkards was one of the ones that was listed as you will not have a part in my kingdom. And, uh, you know, um, forgiveness and staying in your sin and, and loving your sin more than you love the Lord, you know, is divides a loyalty. And I think it, you know, we can say whatever we want, but our actions, um, really declare who we are. Um, yes. you know, they, they really show what we really believe. Mm -hmm. um, and if we need the strength to change, the Lord will give it to us. And, you know, in all those judgments in the Old Testament, time and time again, he said, if I call to you to turn to me, I will welcome you back. Right, and exactly. then he makes the parallel. If you've been walking nice and then go sideways, adios, um, yes, you're, yes. you're not with us. I don't care. It's not about where you start. It's about where you finish. Exactly. And we have to finish with the Lord. I agree. Um, in the minor prophets, God judges the nations. We see an mm -hmm. example of this in Zephaniah. Mm -hmm. uh, I noticed that you started with Zephaniah, uh, you know, four through fifteen. Yeah, uh, and it's it's all very it's all very you know it writes out exactly what they were doing wrong and the judgment. Stretch out my hand against Judah, against Israel. I will cut them off. 
Because they were, once again, they were idolatry. They yeah. had played the harlot. I will cut off every trace of Baal from this place. Mm -hmm. The names of the idolatrous priests, which uh, with the pagan priests, those who worship the hosts of heaven on the housetops, those who worship the uh, sweet uh, oats uh, by the Lord, but who also swear by uh, Belcom. Those who have turned back from following the Lord, uh, who have not sought the Lord nor inquired of him, mm. in the presence of the Lord for the, the day of the Lord is at hand, for the Lord has prepared uh, a sacrifice and invited his guests. And he, you know, he, he goes on to um, uh, speak about uh, various judgments against uh, mm. uh, the, the nations in, in that chapter. Mm. So, and also eventually we'll see in, in both the minor prophets and in second Kings, God's judgment against Israel, the Northern kingdom in, in second Kings 17, uh, five to 18. And then uh, against Judah in second Kings 23, three. And, and he tempers, uh, he even tempers his judgment against Judah when Josiah comes in as, as king of Judah. And, and, and Josiah brings in a great revival Right, well, Josiah initiates a great revival. Well, he was a he was a righteous king. Righteous he was king. determined to mm -hmm. restore um, the, worship, of the worship of of Yahweh uh, and the and uh, to uh, pursue to uh, clean up the the temple mm -hmm. to find out what was going on in there and to pursue righteousness. And discovers the book of the law, realizes that we have wow, we haven't been doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he tears his robes. <clears throat> he he gets. Uh, 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 extremely repentant before God. And, you know, God says to him, gives him a word and says, I'm, I'm going to judge Judah. Uh, they've departed from me, but uh, it won't be in your lifetime. It won't be in your lifetime. And, yeah. I think one of the things from Zephaniah that caught my eye is, is that speaks of today also. Yeah. Is verse 12. It says, and it shall come to pass in that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps. To, and punish the men who are settled in complacency, mm. who say in their heart, oh, the Lord will neither do good nor evil. evil." Yeah. You know, that's where we are today. We all sit around and look around and you hear, oh, there's, first of all, there's no God. And if there is God, he doesn't care. He's up there. He doesn't do good or evil. Mm. And that complacency yeah. where we've got, come so settled in peace peace yeah this and, is the and, dangerous let's place tolerate for, everybody for us let's, as believers yeah this that's is just, ah, yeah. right yeah that's uh i mean these are old testament scriptures and i mean josiah uh while jesus doesn't really tell us to go uh the way of josiah which because you know not for nothing josiah didn't just you know say oh boy we got to follow the word of god he he took it as the leader of the nation of israel he took extreme measures to eliminate, um, you know, all the signs of pagan idolatry, uh, meaning tear down their temples and, you know, sac you know, kill um, the, the priests of the other religions. Um, while we're not, while we're not there um, in terms of what, you know, directed by Christ to do, um, he does, he does put it down, you know, and why, why won't, why don't we do that? Because their judgment's coming um their judgment is sure um he he came to give us mercy and grace and uh, a gift of salvation that we that we have to take but unfortunately as susanna pointed out our our 
our spiritual atmosphere, the spiritual temperature in the world now is, is confused and lukewarm and, um, you know, apathetic. Um, and it gives, you know, consideration to any view under the sun, um, you know, as, as a form of tolerance and it, it denies biblical truth. Um, one of the most popular series of, tele, uh, of films, um, you know, in television really is the science fiction or superhero movies um, Star War, from Star Wars, May the 4th be with you. Um, uh, luckily, we're past that day. And, um, <laughs> and then there's there's the, the Marvel movies. And I, in, I, I have to tell you, I enjoy um, enjoy the, the narratives and I enjoy the. Uh, the action uh, in those films, but um, their posit- their worldview is positively anti-Christ. Um, uh, Marvel, in particular, putting forth the idea of the multiverse and uh, that uh, Thor is a god. Um, you know, some of the superheroes, the elementals, apparently are godlike or whatever. And um, you know, it's funny because they they have these existential moments in it where they say you're not satisfied with it you know you can't find satisfaction you can't find hope well it's because you don't know jesus um and um you're fighting for for justice and 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 um but you don't uh, know the righteous judge but but you don't you don't know the standard and you don't know the the one who lays the standard and you don't know the truth you, you're fighting for truth and you don't recognize the truth yeah uh, you're and uh, i believe it was superman it was always the um, uh, the truth justice in the american way well there's a better way um yeah. the way of uh, the way of jesus christ and i mean last night i i it took the family out and we saw the doctor strange and it was strange. Um, and the fact that they are, there was the, the, the villain was a witch. And unfortunately to, to defeat evil, um, Dr. Strange had to use evil pragmatic pragmatism. You know, we can use right. a little magic ourselves as long as we get the job done. And, and that's the compromise. That's the compromise that we see forth in our, in our society. Well, as long as we get along and get the job done, it doesn't care. We don't care what, what you think or what you believe, uh, but God cares. Yeah. And uh, we will be judged for what we choose to believe or what we choose to disregard. Yeah. Yeah, if we disregard him, we'll be uh, judged. Uh, and of course, these things target uh, our children um, to, to indoctrinate uh, them in, in a certain worldview and ideology. Mm-hmm. That is uh, everything that you just described. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, un- unless we can explain along the way or in some way, shape or form, you know, pry them away from, from that, uh, the, I think you know, the consequences of what we're seeding into the world is, well, we're already, you know, we're already reaping of that. And, and we're going to see, we're, we're, this is really the determination of our study today is we're going to see that we've got these two paths uh, set before us. And yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I don't. Uh, of, but waiting for the other shoe to drop to see what. I don't. Causes. I don't believe in multiverses or macro evolution. Um, Good. But the one thing I do see evolving is the depravity of man. That seems oh, to be on. Uh, that seems yeah. to be going yeah. at great lengths. Uh, the the uh, confusion and our depravity is is growing and, and evolving to new levels. Yeah. Well, I I totally agree. Um, and, and so the a question arises. You know, did God execute judgment in in the only in the <laughs> testament does god suddenly get better in the new testament you know the good god he uh uh departs from his uh 
uh, harsh ways and, and he becomes much more congenial in the, in the manifestation of Jesus, uh, uh, putting little kids on his lap and reaching out to Samaritan women by the well and just, uh, you know, high-fiving everybody along the way, along the road to Galilee. Well, let's just ask Ananias and Sapphira about how they feel about that. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, I love that you point that out um, because sometimes within our own circles of Christendom, we we um, we take on a, a kingdom view that goes a little extreme sometimes, where we think we're gonna reestablish God's kingdom on earth by you know building these churches that'll that'll run through. And we, we make a, an idealized uh, statement. We want to go back to the church of, in the book of Acts. And um, it's the book of Acts. If one, for one, they all came together and sold their possessions and supported one another financially. Yeah. Um, try selling the communist, uh, that, that, that idea to Americans. Um, but, but, but seriously, the, um, so Barnabas, um, does that he sells his stuff and he gives it everyone he's like that's awesome and then it's like so it's like at this is the one shining moment for the church like we've all come together we live in harmony we're following the apostles creed we're sharing all our resources together we've we've established christian nirvana or christian utopia uh on earth but turn the page and then ananias and sapphira even in the church of acts immediately the depravity of man comes in and they try to compromise by by pulling a fast one and saying they're doing one thing and they right. do another and and the hypocrisy of ananias and sapphira is a serious matter because it's the it beginning is. of the church and the holy spirit <laughs> the holy spirit wasn't hearing it um they didn't you know we were supposed to be separated uh, apart from everyone else and and different and for their rebellion, um, their lie, uh, they cost them their lives. And so if we, you know, if we're worried about judgment, oh, we don't have to worry about judgment. We're Christians, supposedly. Um, we should make sure we're, we're following the Lord because we'll yeah. be judged. You know, the, the teachers and the preachers will be more judged than anyone, right? Absolutely. And so, and like Susanna pointed out, we can't necessarily just be complacent um, with some nominal Christian you know, tradition somewhere in our family. Oh yeah, we're, we're all Christians. Um, you know, uh, grandma was a Christian, big Bible believer, my grandma. If somebody tells you about their faith and they start to go to their relatives. Yeah. You know, bad sign usually. Hey, <laughs> that's great. What, what are you, you doing? doing? You know, yeah. what are you doing? You know, there's yeah. I've often heard in the church, you know, the statement that God doesn't have grandchildren. God has children. Yeah. Right. And right. It's, it's a nice kind of syrupy, sweet, um, sentimental as arza puts it um thought to say well my grandmother you know was was you know right. bible or my mother or my dad were you know big in the church they were deacons and whatever that doesn't get you into heaven right and and it's to, just it just really really exposed the ignorance there that they think that it's you know you obviously don't have a personal relationship with god or not one that's been you know uh that's been um matured um because you're pointing to others when it should be you and the Lord um, yeah, and that right. vertical relationship between you and the, you and him 
um, and how it's expressed in your life. Um, if you think it's a culture, like, oh, well, we're all Irish. Um, <laughs> uh, and we're all Christian. We're all Italian in our family. Um, no, no, it's not a national heritage. Uh, even I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Jew and, you know, we, we are all children of God. Uh, oh, no, no, no. It's a relationship um, that, right, exactly. that, that saves us, you know. Exactly. Well, Mark, you, you draw out a, a great deal of uh, material here that's certainly applicable to our times. I do want to point out that, um, you know, many, uh, many people, especially with a, a political uh, bent or ideology, do like to point to Acts, uh, I think it's chapter five. four or chapter five, five. Uh, with uh, that that uh, talks about um, uh, everybody selling their possessions, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I would like to point out that they sold their possessions willingly. The state did not take their possessions or impose a system by which you have to dump all your worldly possessions. And, and once again, Ananias and Sapphira, Peter is very clear to say, what wasn't that, you know, wasn't that money, weren't you free to do whatever you wanted to with that money when you, when it was in your possession? It mm. wasn't the, it wasn't that they withheld money. It was that they lied about it. And, and right, that was right, the essence right, exactly. in order to gain some sort of glory or notoriety in the church that they did this big mm -hmm. thing. It's all, all about, about me. Right, so exactly. Ravi Zacharias used to say, and, and you know, I'm sorry to uh, <laughs> invoke, but okay. uh, he used to say that, uh, uh, and rightfully so, I believe, where there are where there's a plural, plurality of miracles, there's a plurality of judgment, and so we see in um, in the early church, particularly in the Book of Acts. Uh, there's a richness of the miraculous. The apostles are laying hands on the sick and they're casting out demons and they're doing all the things that Jesus uh, 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 commanded them and gave them authority to do. We pine over that. We say, oh, that's really great. But there was also a plurality of judgment in those days too, in cases like Ananias and Sapphira or uh, uh, Simon the Sorcerer or things of that sort, where judgment was immediate, it was swift, and it was harsh. So uh, we see that you know God is balanced in 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 the way he uh, uh, in the way he does things. Um, so the question mark before us is for our times: Will God send revival or will He send judgment? Have we slipped into uh, uh, Romans one twenty eight? Uh, so God uh, have them uh, handed them over to a depraved mind, so that they. Uh, do what ought not to be done. Mm -hmm. Well, we see that all around us. Has mm -hmm. has God handed us over to a de depraved mind? Yes, and then uh, 29, and, 30, and 31 tell what the depraved mind is. Yeah. It doesn't leave it to, to just a nebulous, oh, depraved mind. It speaks specifically right. to sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, bite, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to their parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, and unmerciful. I mean, that covers a huge gamut yeah. of what the, the human spirit, the human person could, as I would say, just vomit out right. of themselves rather than, than having the, the wellspring of life, of living water coming out of them. They have this, mm, this, yeah. this nasty vomit of of these horrible things and be careful because it's not just murdering somebody whisperers backbiters yeah, right 
people who invent of evil things, disobedient to their parents. These are these are considered sin. These are considered yeah. rebellion yeah. to God, and they need to be judged. Yeah, I recently, uh, a couple of years ago now, I picked up a book, which was already uh, dated by David Jeremiah, uh, which was uh, a, a title of something I never thought I never thought this would happen, or, or yeah. words effect. And it was already dated in the sense yep. some of the things that he was highlighting and talks about. We've already just so taken Pandora's them. box, tipped it upside down, and shaken it violently in our culture. We are mm -hmm. determined to just uh, experiment and walk in and justify every form of just abject immorality. All the things that we thought were, you know, basically settled. 20 years ago or uh, right or righteous now it, it, everything is flipped completely upside down mm -hmm. and so the question mark is you know is is this going to be is this going to be judgment or is it going to be revival uh, what's mm -hmm. going to turn the turn the tide mm -hmm. of the heart of the people not just in the united states of america but th it's interesting that this is this is rampart worldwide right, right. Uh, Susanna and I were talking about uh, at some point or another we're talking about how in the world today there's there's really like no place to run anymore mm. um, we we know the the story of of the United States and our nation how the pilgrims were fleeing uh, um, and uh, what they viewed as as Puritans as an e ecclesiastical immorality an apostasy in the church and mm -hmm. and they they were finding a place to run away from that mm -hmm. and, and they ran to holland but but holland even that was good. steeped in in uh uh gravities mm -hmm. uh, of of, mm -hmm. of a sort so they you know they finally bit the bullet and and it was an arduous uh journey um Susanna and i we visited the mayflower a number of years Tiny ago in, in plymouth boat. it was Tiny. uh it's a reproduction of the Mayflower, but it was a tiny little boat. Tiny. And the, imagine the, all those people living on The that. tour guides said that that ship was already like a, a hundred years out of uh, old in, in terms of it was, it was, it was out of, you know, it wasn't cutting edge. Model. It wasn't the newest model. It was barely, as a matter of fact, uh, I forget what the other ship was, but two ships left and one had to return to port uh, because it was just wasn't seaworthy. Mm -hmm. So, uh some died on, along the journey but they came here to plant a church not to not to start a new nation right and uh, the, you know live, live by biblical uh, christianity basically you know yeah. exactly exactly but because, we, we don't have any place to run to no, uh, in, well maybe you can go to the moon or something i don't know they're talking about colonizing the moon so hungary I, is a possibility uh, hungary is finland is always a good don't get me started uh there doesn't yeah, seem a lot of room for the united states in the book of revelation so uh yeah no, 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 we no, might no, all no. want to get a nice summer house in europe somewhere uh well but. all i know is that romans 2 1 ends with 30 verse 32 saying who knowing the righteous righteous judgment of god those that practice such things are deserving of death not only do the same but also those who approve of them who practice it. So we have to be careful about our complacency, going back to that, that verse um, in Hosea yeah. that talks about, because if you're just winking your eye at or turn your face to these kind of things without you know, really praying for these people and really recognizing that what they're doing is wrong, then you can be held accountable too. Yeah. 
in a, in a jo- law in a law officer in a judgment situation and jury they could say you are an accomplice yeah that's true you're an accomplice yeah. to the crime if you just if you but i was just there yeah you were there but did you try to stop it right did you try to make it quit did you try to keep the person from doing whatever they did that was wrong well no well then you're an accomplice right and we're accomplice to many things in our culture many things that we don't even know about you know, you turn on the television set nowadays and just sitting and watching and bringing some of that stuff into our homes is uh, is a form of, of being accomplished. Uh, corporations that used to have integrity and, and trust uh, now are, are plugged into certain ideologies and supporting certain ideologies that we would be horrified about. And we buy their products and we participate in the world system in ways that we're often very much unaware of. So that makes us uh, de facto accomplices in, in, in a fashion. But uh, as I said, there's, there's no place uh, left to run. Uh, we know that the, the falling away must have occur before the day of the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and that's Second uh, Thessalonians uh, uh, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I often temper our remarks by saying I'm, I'm not a, a an end times kind of guy i'm not i'm not building a bunker i'm not you know selling <laughs> off buying gold or selling off uh, i am selling off everything if anybody wants to buy it because but that's only because we're old and we're empty nesters you're, liquid, but, yeah, uh, you're liquidating uh, your assets so the question mark uh, uh remains before us how should we respond and the, the way we should respond is the way we should always respond mm-hmm. in, in the gospel. It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't change. It's not calling us to do something different, but certainly to be more uh, 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 proactive and, and, and committed and, mm-hmm. and zealous about our faith. Mm-hmm. I think Second uh, Peter uh, chapter 3 really speaks to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. if, we just, if we just take that from, from uh, verse 1, sorry, I had a little cold this week. Mark, to read it. Uh, you want to read that? Uh, yeah, let me pull that up. Let's see. Second Peter. And I love the fact that, you know, no despite the changing times, despite persecution or whatever we might run into, we always go to the what? The, the word of God. We always go to, right. the, to the letters to the church um, for direction, you know? So right. what do we do in this, you know, uh, in this world? Well, we, we go back to the basics of uh, what we're supposed to do as faithful Christians yeah. um, right, who were right. severely persecuted in their day. And right. it says in chapter, th- uh, chapter three, beloved, I now write to you this second epistle in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. That you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us. So Old Testament, New Testament there. Right. The apostles of the Lord and Savior, uh, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this, they will they willfully forget that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water by which the world world that that then existed perished being flooded with water that's the first judgment there the flood Um, verse seven goes on to say but the heavens and earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men but beloved do not forget this one thing that with the lord one day is as a thousand years and as a thousand days 
a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming day of of God because of because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt in fervent heat. Nevertheless, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless, and consider that the long-suffering of the Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul Uh, according to the wisdom given to him as written to you, as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which you are, uh, which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable. (laughs) (laughs) And And I love that they support each other in their work. Uh, Unstable people twist to their own destruction and they do also, the rest of the scriptures you therefore beloved since you know this beforehand beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness being led away with the error of the wicked but grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord jesus lord and savior jesus christ to him be the glory both now and forever amen amen, amen. and so uh that's a beautiful passage to meditate on i just hit a few bullet points on that mm. uh in terms of our imperatives what what should we do uh, what is the proactive position we should be mindful uh, not forget you know not forget of course taking communion it, it compels us not to forget and, uh, look look forward for the hastening of the coming of the of the Lord uh, the last verse in the book of Revelation says come Lord Jesus come yeah, this yeah. is not mm-hmm. it, it, it's not a fearful time for us it's a glorious time mm-hmm. uh be diligent yes uh, we should be diligent we should be diligent in the work of the ministry and, and in the things that god call is calling us to do and to be uh, consider the long suffering of the lord therein lies our our salvation not in yeah. our own works but in his <laughs> yeah. beware least least you fall uh, we can still fall you know, we, we have to be careful about that and be circumspect of, of our ways. Uh-huh. Grow in, in grace and knowledge and to him be glory uh, both now and forever. Mm-hmm. Amen. He, Amen. He's the object of, of our affections, our love, of our faith, uh, the author and finisher thereof. And so, you know, keep keep your eye on Jesus right. and, and, and him alone. And, and don't be distracted either by the foolishness of the world or you know, the lusts of the flesh, the things that the world is, is enticing uh, uh, and, and dangles before us. Uh, keep your eye on Jesus because he is uh, captivating uh, enough, the person of Christ alone. Uh, not uh, revival is captivating, but Christ is more captivating. Yes, it's yeah. because he's in, 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 the, in, in, in the middle of it all. You know, mm-hmm. uh, wooing his church unto, uh, unto himself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about him and not the outward manifestations and even, you know, to become 
uh, uh, weary and well-doing in the midst of, of judgment and fall away because of, mm -hmm. uh, of hardship or, or calamity. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, we already know that the, you know, the, 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 the church is built on, was built on the, on the blood of the martyrs. So when, when, uh, yeah. Do you want to start hardship, that revival? <laughs> uh, things oh my. In, uh, which we're seeing, uh, attempts of that to happen uh, uh, in our country and, and certainly more than attempts all over the world, mm. but that uh, uh, causes us uh, to be more diligent and to rivet mm -hmm. our, uh, our, our zeal and our faith in, in ways that, uh, um, you know, quite frankly, maybe, maybe we didn't think we had it in us. And the truth is we don't, but he does, right. you know, yeah. he does. Well, he, I want to return back to the end of Hosea, which I start, we start kind of started with in beginning of this lesson because it is sounds very harsh and very scary and very awful but i love how the lord says to the people return take your words and return to the lord he says take away and so they say take away all our iniquity receive us graciously for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips for the assyrians shall not save us right. we will not ride on their horses nor will we say any more that their works of their hands for you are our god in you lord you are the faithful and find mercy. And then God re replies with, I will heal your backsliding. I will love you freely. Yes. For my anger has turned away from him and I will be like the dew of Israel and they shall grow like the lily and lengthen their roots in Lebanon. Right. Mm -hmm. there, there is a way. And you know, you, you, the Old Testament only keeps pointing back to Jesus. Yeah. And God, to Jesus. Uh, excuse me, pointing towards Jesus. Yeah. And we look back at the Old Testament, you know, we have friends who are in uh, the Orthodox Church who, who say, well, you don't need to read the Old Testament. It's all about the New Testament. You just need to read the words of Jesus. You read the, the epistles. And I'm like, but don't you see the, the worth of the Old Testament? We're reading the other piece we're reading is Ruth, the book of Ruth, the re kinsman redeemer, the one who redeems Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Out of love, out of, of, out of genuine uh, <clears throat> you know, love and, and affection. Mm -hmm. Beautiful uh, word picture. Yeah. So uh, here we have our marching orders today. Uh, happy Mother's Day, everyone. Yeah. Pray for us, Mark. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lord God, Heavenly Father, uh, we just thank you for um, your love. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the assurance that you do love us and you send Jesus to save us. And that uh, no matter what we walked in or where we fell down, that you offer us a hand to pick us up and to lead us in the way we should go. And Lord, on this Mother's Day, when some people are crying for the, the right to kill over the, the, the responsibility of, of motherhood, um, Lord, we, we pray for your judgment to come on, on, yes, on yes. our nation to draw people's hearts to you. Um, yes. I'm not calling for destruction. I'm calling for repentance, Lord. Mm, I'm yes. calling for your Holy Spirit to go through this nation, to open people's eyes and hearts to the truth of your word, for people to turn to um, uh, 
uh, your wisdom and ways for living and to turn to Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, Lord, that, uh, and we won't look to the government to, to, to do it. We'll look to um, the Holy Spirit to guide us um, in mm-hmm. terms of what we should do individually for self-government, um, you know, is really where it begins. And we can represent your kingdom through how we act and how we behave and what we say. So, Lord, we pray for you to uh, anoint uh, our church services today to be used by you to share the good news of the uh, of the gospel of Jesus Christ and um, the good ways that you lay down in your word that would guide us in the way we should go and into uh, good, righteous living. Um, Lord, we can't do anything without you. So we pray for your spirit to be upon our church service today, to be upon our worship teams today, to give you glory and sing your praises and to encourage people to keep walking in the truth yes. and talking to you in prayer and through your word. Um, Lord, we thank you and we praise your holy name and we pray for you to bring us back together to do this all again in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right, let's uh, shut it down and uh, let me stop the recording. Uh, thank you all for watching or listening uh, on the MT for Christ 24 7 podcast uh, yesterday in um, uh, honor of uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, I posted a, a talk, a Talk Saves Lives presentation on the YouTube channel um, for anybody who uh, is interested in suicide prevention. So um, we care about lives in the womb and we care about the lives that run around on the earth as Christians. And um, we, we, we seek to uh, help that as that which is lost uh, through the word of God and all that we do as part of our study here and everything we do on the blog and the podcast. So uh, we wish everyone a, a great Sunday and uh, God bless you all. Amen. Amen.